Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is here. Hey, man. How you doing, brother? You're looking fine today. May I say that? Oh, thank you. Yes, you are. This is my pastel outfit. (laughs) It's very summery. Well, it's past something. Let me tell you that. (laughs) In (laughs) conclusion, this is my summery outfit. It's the last outfit in my closet. And that's it. You're down now to next week you'll be coming in in a barrel. Tomorrow I'm wearing shorts and an old T-shirt. Okay. Well, I'm sorry I won't be here to see that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and you look different, too. What is different? Different glasses? Got your hair cut? No. Shave? Uh, well, aren't you going to make the joke about, as my grandson says when I say I'm getting a haircut, he says, which one? <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's a very funny young man. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I like this boy. <laughs> he's a good kid. All right. So, yeah, Joe McGranahan is here. Uh, I He's a a veteran broadcaster, Hall of Fame broadcaster to be exact, and mayor of Shemokin Dam and ultra-informed on a wide range of topics. He does have Fox Funnels, but he also looks at MSNBC, just so he has something to criticize when he comes on the talk show every day. So I did notice something very interesting this morning. Oh, did you? Both uh, MSNBC and CNN are talking about a new book that's out about General... Um, Millen. Millie. Yeah, Millie. General Millie. Millie right. And uh, the fact that he felt that the insurrection was... Uh, going to lead to stormtroopers in the street. They both were covering that book. Fox didn't touch it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, like a partisan thing. It's what, who wrote the book? It's, uh, it's two reporters, I think, from I think the Washington Post. Okay. All right. Yeah, I knew it was uh, not dismissible, but it certainly would have a, it, you'd have to suspect that it might have a bias. And to then it, uh, so. one of the one of the charges in it was that uh, during the riot, Liz Cheney was on the in the aisle beside her seat, and um, oh, I forget the name of the other congressman, one of Trump's biggest supporters came up and said, we got to get the ladies off the aisle, and she smacked his hand and said that he was... That's funny. The F word responsible for oh, this. Oh, okay, riot. right, right, right. That's right. And uh, what Jim it, Jordan is the the Reichstag moment. What is that referring to? I think it, well, that was the burning of the German assembly, the Reichstag. The Hitler had it burned and blamed it on the communists. Okay. So I don't know what they're referring to here. We didn't burn the capital and we didn't blame it on anybody else. Okay, super. See, this is why you got to have a history guy. He knows everything in the world about white history, so we bring him in every day. Joe McGranahan is here. I'm Mark Lawrence. You want to discuss? Nat Turner with me in the slave rebellion? You want to discuss John Brown with me? And <laughs> uh, sure, sure. If you, if you are suddenly... You say bo- I know no- oh, everything about white history, implying I know nothing about anything else. <laughs> are you boning up on these topics just for the no, show? No, I've been well aware of them for many years. <laughs> sure, yeah. Okay. Right. All right. So that is Joe, and I am Mark Lawrence, absolutely uninformed on absolutely everything. So uh, anything you'd like to talk about, I just have the most basic questions back at you. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free line. We'd love to hear from you. We've got a couple of 
callers waiting, so we'll go to the phone shortly. Uh, well, you got to dial early to get ahead of Eric, but Stan did that, so he's up next. But hold on one second. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We do have three texts left from yesterday, so we'll try to get to those ASAP. We do favor callers. We got another nasty gram from one of our emailers that said, I sent you a nice note overnight and or during the show, and you didn't read it. Uh, really, we're the talk show. Uh, talk, talk, talk. That's what we do. We read emails as time permits. We read texts as time permits. But uh, really, we just love to get to the callers as soon as possible. And I think we did read some emails yesterday. We read quite a few. Okay. So, yeah. We, so But we didn't read the one that uh, our good listener had. Actually, when we, we get to the emails, we try to take the ones that are on topic before we take the ones that are not on topic. Right. And I developed a long time ago, maybe we should revisit this, the cockamamie system of reading the uh, most recent one first. So the newer they are, the more likely they are to get on. The older they get, the less likely they are to get on. So that's uh, a system. Anyway, all right. And finally, one other word about all of this on the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. All right. Uh, who Stan. is first? Stan's first. You said Stan was first. Ready, Stan. Okay, there we go. Stan, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Put me in my Good place. Morning. Put me in my place, please, will you? I'm sure okay, no problem. <laughs> now, yesterday, yesterday you asked me a question whether or not I knew anybody that was unable to get a voter ID or do what is necessary to vote. And I said, no, I do not. Now, I'm going to ask you the same question. Do you know anybody, since you say that there are people out there that can't get what they need to do to vote, do you know anyone? Uh, I don't know anybody personally. I know our good listener called in yesterday and said that he was having trouble getting IDs and Social Security card for either himself or, or both his parents. And that I know associated with the human service agencies that was on the Human Service Advisory Board in Northumberland County. And they go through great pains to make sure that their clients get IDs so that they can vote. And they have great deal of difficulty. Sometimes what maybe it's a mental health or family issues or whatever it happens to be, you lose track of birth certificates and Social Security cards, and it makes it very difficult for those individuals. They also talk about the Adult Services Department helping individuals who are very poor to get ID and to vote. Now, uh, Dan, I know that, or Stan, I know the next thing you're going to say is, hey, all of those things are not insurmountable, but they are difficult for people. They do preclude some people from voting, even though I guess, you know, you and I, if, if like if I suddenly took away your birth certificate and Social Security card, guess what? You'd have a new one ASAP of each of those things because you have resources and the wherewithal and you know who to ask. But I do not, per I would not say that I know any of those individuals personally, but I do know uh, empirically and statistically, we know that, you know, just this tiny representative sample that I know is uh, duplicated How's nationwide. How's that for going 500 miles around in a circle to tell you he doesn't know anybody, Stan? I think I said that at yeah, the beginning. Yeah, that's, that, that's what I thought, but that, that's okay. That's okay. So we're both in the same boat. We don't know anyone. All right. No you, problem. Do you know I mean, I don't have anyone? a problem with that. I don't know anyone, but why are we going to blow up the system? and call everybody racist just because they want to verify that a vote is uh, secure. The vote is secure. That's all I want. I just want to know that it's secure and everything's being counted the way it should be counted because in Fulton County, Georgia, they're doing a forensic audit. And yesterday they put out information. It was all over. Well, probably wasn't all over news because the mainstream media won't show it. But if you watch Tucker Carlson, he had it. They put, they put it out to the press that there was ballots duplicate 
uh, count it more than once, okay? And they have, because they have photo impressions, you know, of when they are scanned them in the computers. When Evidently, when they scan them, it puts out, you know, a digital copy, photocopy in the computer system. And they go on through it, and they did it in batches. And different batch numbers have the same freaking ballots in because of the markings on the ballots. They can prove it. Okay, but so, did that change the results of the election? A tiny bit. There was that thousands, <laughs> thousands of votes is what, the, what they're saying happened. So they haven't completed it yet down there. Now, that's possible. But, Mike, now I'm going to respond to Tom here because I think it was Friday he said that I said that in August that Trump will be reinstated as president. I have never said that <laughs> because, quite frankly, that's there's the nothing pillow, in the Constitution. Read it that there is a remedy for a fraudulent election. Now, time will tell whether it is fraudulent or not, or if just people were being crooks in the counting areas, okay? There's nothing that can be done about it, except unless they find out that Biden and Harris were both involved with the corruption, if there was corruption found, then there's impeachment. That's the only thing that can be done. But Trump cannot be reinstated. That's plain and simple. Nothing the Constitution says. So, Tom... Rethink your thinking. Well, maybe he's confused. Maybe that. he's confusing you with the my pillow guy. Yeah, that's the guy that <laughs> says August what thirteenth or fifteenth or something, something like that. Yeah, whatever he says. But you know, and, and he's wrong. If he had all the information, you know, I don't have a problem with Lindell, but Lindell is Lindell. He, if he had the information, I know if I had the information, it would be out there all over the freaking news. It would well, be everywhere. I think that Lind- there is proof. Okay? I think Lindell's. That, that, that's as far as I'm going to go with that. Lindell's but showing. <laughs> Lindell's probably inhaling too much of those Giza dream sheets he's hawking on well, TV be, now. I, I don't know. That, that Egyptian <laughs> cotton may do that, too. you got to buy uh, Redland cotton because it's American-made. But uh, So that, that's where I'm going to go with that. Now, they're still working on things in Georgia. They haven't completely re- released everything in Arizona, but the way I've seen that there's thousands of discrepancies there, too. Now, like I said, there is no recourse for fraudulent elections in this country except to arrest and convict the people that did the fraud. That's it. As far as the elected officials, I don't think there's anything we could do about it, unfortunately. Probably not. Okay. Now, the other thing is, as far as immigration, why is the military being secretive about helping to spread these illegal aliens brought into this country throughout the nation? Down in Texas, watch Tucker Carlson. It's on there. He has uh, emails from the commander down there at the Air Force Base telling his people that, to have, you know to do their job the best they can, but to keep it a secret, not to broadcast it to the media or anyplace else, that they're loading these illegals on the airplanes and shipping them throughout the country. Probably, because, show last night. probably because the commander-in-chief said, don't tell anybody. Why, 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 are they being, why, why do they want to hide that from the people? The, United, the citizens of the United States are the ones that are going to have to pay for all this garbage. And we are paying for all this garbage. Because you take these people that come here with nothing, and you settle them into these communities, what happens? The American taxpayer has to pay for their housing, their food, their medicine, and everything else. And education. Because if they got kids, they're sending them to the local school district. So the local school districts have to put out all the money oh. to pay for that education. We got okay. another call standing by. Stand. I know. 
but thank you. Thanks for your call, Stan. Super call. Thank you so much. And and you didn't swear. I'm shocked. (laughs) It must be so difficult. All right. Thank you so much. He he likes to say the BS phrase, I think. Well, I think that's acceptable. Well, yeah, under these circumstances. But but he withheld. Good for him. Uh, Eric, last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. Morning, gentlemen, and thank you for taking my call. Uh, Okay, so I'm trying to figure this out. So Senator Mastriano, Representative Mastriano, is the one trying to to, uh, get the information from, what, three counties? Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Okay, so why Tioga County? Why was that picked? Any ideas? Ultra-rural. But... But okay, so so Snyder kind of so why why pick why pick that? Did it actually go too blue for him, or did it didn't go red enough, or mm. or or what what what's his what's what's the rationale? A lot of rural counties. Uh, I don't know. He, his uh, his initial news release said that it, it was chosen because it was rural, but he didn't specifically say why. Maybe he thought he had some allies there, but guess what? <laughs> it didn't work out. And and okay, so. So sixty-six million dollars has been appropriated in the budget. No, by no, 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 no. That's no, the no. Senate reserve. Million? No, that's the Senate slush fund that that's they keep a, hidden. Yeah. They can spend it and use it for anything they wish. Okay, so they can use it though for yep. these investigations. He was going to use that money, right? Uh, I don't know that he will. I just know that that the the question comes up: Who's paying for this? Mastriano mm-hmm. says he doesn't know. The Senate isn't saying they do have sixty-six million dollars in reserve funds that they can use for anything they wish, and that you know. And they're also I know they're raising money for this. It is a fundraising opportunity. Also, if you wish to donate to this audit. <laughs> um, you can uh, send it to, I think it's crazymastriano.org or something like and, that. And only 10% goes to the re-elect, uh, or elect, <laughs> whatever we're doing for President Trump. As, as I don't, his, I don't know where the money goes. Of, uh, uh, or you could send it to creepyjoebiden.com. <laughs> yeah. Either way. Yeah, that, that uh, 40, I think 10 or 20% of anything you send in there automatically went to uh, recover the debt for the uh, Trump for President campaign. Listen, Eric, um, if okay, this, um, Eric, if this wait, audit fails to smell to... Joe, do you know who Crispus Adtux is? Yes, he was the first man to die in the American Revolution. Outstanding. Well, actually, it was during the Boston, uh, the, Boston Massacre. The start uh, of the American Revolution. It's generally yeah, conceded to be the start. I'm, I'm very pleased. Good good job. Good job. And lastly, uh, you report that, let me get this right, Harrisburg? Harrisburg is the greatest place to live. Watch yourself. I'm a Harrisburg native. Watch yourself. Hey, hey, watch yourself. I'm a Harrisburg native. We're <laughs> up there. I, I never <laughs> doubted that, Joe. I never doubted that a minute. But having worked in Harrisburg for almost 20 years, and having enjoyed the opportunity to pay taxes in Harrisburg without actually having any representation, uh, when I was working downtown, they, they took the occupational privilege tax from uh, $10 a year to $5 a pay. And uh, talk about taxation without representation. Mr. Adtux would roll over in his grave. Addicts, Crispus Addicts. Yes, well, I I must admit, I was surprised to hear that Harrisburg is one of the best places to live in the United States and one of the best, or the best in Pennsylvania. I mean, it's a very, it can be a very beautiful city, but the crime and the, the crime and the other problems, I mean, people have been shot and sitting in their front porch the other day, a woman was killed by stray gunfire trying to protect her child, you know, so yeah. I think Harrisburg, and Chief Carter down there, the police chief, I think does an outstanding job, but, you know, they've, they've got some serious issues down there. 
And my, my biggest issue was I was paying basically for them to maintain the roads, and the roads, uh, the, the highway in Harris is fine, but once you hit the city limits, it was, it was tremendously bad. <laughs> and then they wouldn't plow them in the snow, and you go to and you go in the city, and you see the, actually the people snow blowing their sidewalks into the city streets. Yeah. <laughs> and blocking intersections. Well, I do believe oh, the yeah. Market Street Bridge is one of the most beautiful bridges I've ever seen. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and City Island's nice. I mean, there is around, but I mean, yeah. I thought perhaps it, I guess there has to be some sort of um, a population designation. I mean, or that that gets you um, as a city or urban no, area. No, they they talked about the uh, the the river and the walk. I mean, the walk along the river in Harrisburg is beautiful. It starts way up at beyond Division Street, actually, and goes all the way down to the south end of Harrisburg. Well, one of the advantages is that it's near other places. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> right. Near other places. You can yes. leave. Yes, you're only a four hours away from New York, and uh, what ninety Two and minutes a half away from Philly. From, and Pittsburgh's what three hours away or so. Three and a half. Well, Pittsburgh's about four hours away. I would think. Okay. So well. So what you're what you're really saying then is Harrisburg is like having a studio apartment above above a heck of a good party. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> exactly. You're, you're never. Far I don't know that I'd put it that way, but it's possible. It's 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 a hot, smelly place to be, but you're not far from the fun. So that's that's. But the I way mean, to go. I, I look at uh, look at the beautiful uh, the upper end of Harrisburg where they had the Italian Lake and William Penn the High School. The older homes and so forth. You're right. Yeah, Once um, you get a certain part, I mean, I would commute out on Second Street, and once you got up to a certain level, it was quite beautiful, but uh, getting in around the downtown, the Capitol Complex, was uh, a challenge, to say the least. Well, some of the some of the neighborhoods are being regentrified, and uh, actually, uh, the, area where I, the area where I grew up, no, I, they, they did it once before, so I'm saying regentrified. Okay, I mean, I it's you. being done and done over again, but uh, the area where I grew up is certainly a lot different now than it was when I was a kid, so... Thanks for your uh, call, Eric. No, 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 I'm up. I'm up. I'm an uptown boy. William Penn oh, High School. Uptown boy. Okay. Yep. Very okay. good. So, Harrisburg oh. High. Uh, Harris. Harris High. You? No, no. William Penn. That oh, was wow. back when there was William Penn and I, John I, Harris. I apologize wholeheartedly. As well, you should. Okay. Very good. <laughs> All right, Eric. Thanks for your call, buddy. Take All right, care. gentlemen. Thank you. Bye-bye yep. bye now. Appreciate the call. We got open lines now. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. I was going to say to our good caller, yes, if you think this uh, audit fails the smell test, you are one hundred percent right. So, yeah, we can talk about that at great length if you so desire. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the market. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
Thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. we got two new texts, a stack of emails waiting. So we'll start to sift through those. And we have, uh, let's see, uh, an open line, 1-800-795-9565. A speedy dialer will get right through. So give us a buzz, 1-800-795-9565. I said Doug Mastriano's uh, audit of those three counties, while well, he wants to do the whole state, fails the smell test. But one of our listeners says, ha. Smell test? Audits are done to prove numbers, and if some entity is afraid to prove their numbers, yes, that stinks to high heaven. So why are the Democrats protesting? Okay. I'm estimating that that would have been the last word there because it got cut off. Right, 140 characters, (laughs) and OTM takes up four of them, so... Why? Including the space. Oh, the space, okay. Great, so... Yeah, I understand what you're saying, and I think an audit is a good idea. If there were some reason to, Doug Mastriano's uh, suspicions as planted by President Trump aren't sufficient, it will cost Pennsylvania taxpayers millions of dollars. And for what? I mean, we've already done audits. They've already done recounting and official audits and opening of the machines and all the counties. And yes, in each county, they probably did find minor anomalies or maybe something duplicate. That is normal in the election process, but they found no significant dilemmas, no fraud, no errors, and no reprograms. And so um, that's why it fails the smell test. It's only being done to boost Mastriano's uh, uh, standing as a gubernatorial candidate. He and President Trump are sort of one and the same when it comes to that uh, mindset. So in uh, any common sense person could see right past it, but hey. So in other words, anybody who agrees that there should be an audit is um, what, has no common sense? Well, you think, I think you're lacking. You said anyone with common sense would see right past <laughs> Okay, it. that's fine. We'll stick with that if that's what you wish. So well, you, that's what you, you lack said. common sense? Is that what no, I'm hearing? No, that's what you're saying. You're you saying I audit? lack common sense. No, I don't want the audit. But okay. I, I, I can understand that people honestly believe the election was somehow tainted. Right. I'm in favor of doing anything you can to disprove that theory. And I don't believe it's true. I don't believe the election was stolen. I don't believe that there was massive voter fraud. But can I be convinced otherwise? Yes, if I see actual proof. Oh, my gosh. So it sounds like you favor the audit, then. How else will you become 100% convinced? I'm not, uh, believe me, I'm not even certain I understand what the goal of the audit is. You know, at four counties, you're not going to overturn the entire state with four counties. This That's just the sample to get started. It's three counties, but it's just no, the three. sample to get started. So then after that, he's going to want all 67. All 67, right. And take the machines to Harrisburg. And it's a very simple process. You take everything that's associated with the election, and all of this the counties have. You know, the envelopes that had the signatures on it, the ballot uh, cover envelopes, then the ballots themselves. You take the election machines. You have the ballot boxes that were collected on the night of, and you have have the machines themselves, and you put them in a truck and you take them to Harrisburg. It isn't actually very complicated. Uh, it will ruin the machines for the counties. I mean, the counties say that it'll ruin the machines because of the third-party tampering. That's not. But that's not the real issue. They can just buy new machines. Look, the election is over. So uh, Stan is absolutely correct. There is no way to reinstate the president, uh, President Trump, on a specific date. The only option is if they find that he participated in the fraud, is to have an impeachment of Joe Biden. Okay. That'd be about it. So the main thing should be to focus on the next election and how we keep it safe. Now, to the extent that the Republicans are proposing legislation in different states that accomplish that, I know you call it voter suppression, but I call it voter security. Uh, To the extent that the Republicans focus on that, I'm with them. To the extent that they try to relitigate the last election, you know, we we carped and complained about the Democrats doing that when Trump was elected in the first place, that Hillary couldn't get over it. You know, how many callers do we have on the show saying, hey, Hillary's got to get over this? Well, frankly, 
likely Trump's got to get over this. The election is lost. Let's focus on how we make our elections more secure, how we make certain that the people who vote are legally entitled and qualified to vote, and how do we safeguard the integrity of the election generally through the next election cycle and beyond. Next text is right okay, there. Okay, right. This one, the smell right test. The no, 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 I'm sorry. Who did, who did audits you say were done? The people that are in charge of the country or the country, county election boards, the ones that want to hide their mistakes or corruption? Yeah, the uh, counties do that. I don't know if they do the audits themselves. It certainly wouldn't be the county commissioners, but probably their voter registration office and election office uh, oversee the audits. Who actually does it? That's a good question. Yep, don't know that. Uh, we had another one. There, there, there it is. Yeah, that was the one I was expecting to read, so you confused me when you moved the... Well, we got another one. <laughs> Stan needs to take his Fox funnels off. Fox lies all day long, especially the Tucker Carlson show. They say anything to make Trump happy. <laughs> All right. Hi, I'm Donald Trump. I'm happy today because Fox blasted somebody. I like. I just. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. There you go. And then this one is an email. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. My question today is: Why can we no longer uh, use our Pennsylvania driver's license as an identification card? Thank you. Well, you can use it as an identification card. It's just not a real identification R-E-A-L, card. R e a l capital letters, as in the federal uh, real ID. Right. So it is a real ID card. <laughs> if you can get into a lot of places, but not federal buildings, airports, or... So um, they've got a dilemma. They subpoena me for federal jury duty, or they want me to come to a federal courthouse, and then they won't let me in because I don't have a real ID. And what about the criminals that wind up being charged in federal court? Are they going to be allowed in without their real <laughs> ID? <laughs> I'm sorry you cannot be criminally charged for this massive fraud I think this is wonderful. We're all going to avoid the federal government because we don't have these real IDs. <laughs> so therefore, do any crime you want. Just don't get a real ID and you'll never be federally indicted. Right. Well, they can't. Well, they okay. won't let you in the building. I think if you're in handcuffs and leg irons, they'll let you in. You know, you talk about voter suppression. What kind of suppression is that? It's not easy to get one of those real IDs. You told me I need my parents' social security number. That's to get a duplicate social security card. Oh, I thought you meant the real ID. Oh, no, the real ID, you just need your actual paper um Social Security card that you were given when you were a child. All right, we've got more texts and emails to read, which we surely will do ASAP, and we'll have open phones. We'd love to hear from you. You're listening to WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan is here. Fabulous broadcaster and just a super great guy to know if you don't know him. And he's conservative. I portray a liberal on the radio. And so we would just love to discuss things with you. All things uh, political, uh, types of uh, things in state and local government, the issues that pop up in our world, uh, just about what people are talking about, uh, people who 
who are running for office. I think one of our good candidates, Jeff Bartos, who's running for U.S. Senate, is going to be uh, appearing on the show in the weeks ahead. I don't think I know the date yet. Hopefully it'll be a day when Joe is here. If not, Ben Reichley will be here to put the screws to him and make sure that he answers all the good <laughs> questions about running for office. That, make it uh, sound like we're going to torture the guy. <laughs> well, it, Let's put the screws to him. Well, the candidates refer to it as the rack. I don't, I don't know what they're talking about. So, all right. But, uh, yeah, so that's uh, bona fide candidates are on this show. So we have nearly open phones. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565 is the open line. We've been talking about the Texas law. We never did read all of the particular points of the Texas law, so we review the three or four we did read, and we'll read the rest of it so you know exactly what we're talking about. And uh, we are also talking about Doug Mastriano, very interested in conducting a full audit of Pennsylvania's elections, starting with three counties so far, one of which has said they're not interested in participating because they don't want to give up their election machines. They'd have to buy new ones, and that would be quite costly. And Mastriano is not reimbursing counties for their costs associated with this. And uh, so that's a bit of a tempest in a teapot in Harrisburg. And uh, let's see, other topics that have uh, come up really relate to the election. That's a big part of what we've been talking about lately, real ID, ID, voter ID. The thing. <laughs> a lot. We have a lot of identification problems here on this show. <laughs> so uh, we would invite you to weigh in on those topics or maybe something else. Nearly open phones. 1-800-795-9565 uh, on the mark. Sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236 and include the keyword OTM. Some very brief news headlines here. A man from Union County injured in a motorcycle accident Wednesday morning. 66-year-old Dennis Merkel of Winfield treated and released from Evangelical Community Hospital after the motorcycle he was on was hit by a vehicle trying to pass him on the right. Police are investigating a possible hate crime involving a transgender Bucknell University student and a statement Bucknell says it received a report of the off-campus incident and is working with Buffalo Valley Regional Police and they have no further comment. WKOK is uh, investigating or seeking to get more information I should pay. I should say some good paying jobs would be available thanks to the mining reclamation and recreation that will be coming to the coal lands in Pennsylvania. Initially those jobs would increase in the construction sector with the contractors that would be doing the reclamation, but a lot has to happen at the federal level before we get to that point. Brian Bradley of the state DEP visited the Anthracite Outdoor Adventure Area in Cole Township this week. He was there with the U.S. Secretary of the Interior, Deb Halen, in Northumberland County. Three, uh, check that, two new cases of COVID-19 popped up in Snyder County this week. Now they've had 3,691 cases. About a third of the counties been vaccinated. One of the three counties targeted by Doug Mastriano for the forensic investigation, like Arizona, has declined to participate in that audit. Tioga County's commissioners uh, voted, it's a Republican-controlled county, voted no on the idea of complying with the sweeping five-page request from Mastriano for access to documents, information, and their voting equipment. And they say it would lead to the decertification of all of their electric uh, election equipment, and it would have to be replaced. Mastriano, who has talked to President Trump, asking him to run for governor, uh, believes that the election was 
was stolen from Donald Trump. And uh, as we discussed in passing, Penn Live is reporting Harrisburg is one of the best places to live in the U.S. and in Pennsylvania. U.S. News and World Report uh, measured on desirability, quality of life, job ability. Uh, they have a best places methodology that they use. Great outdoors, uh, easily accessible. In Harrisburg, bike runners and bicy- bicyclists and runners taking the scenery easily on the riverfront. Just got to dodge those random bullets that come <laughs> flying. <laughs> well, you can kayak up and down the river. I see a lot of kayaks out among the rocks in the river. And you're near to Gettysburg National Military Park and Hershey Park. Well, you know, you got to give Mayor Stephen Reed a lot of credit. The former mayor, that, that the Civil War Museum in Harrisburg is world class. It's okay. well worth seeing. I, I haven't seen it yet. And uh, you say there is a regentrification underway. In, in some parts of the city, yes. I mean, North 3rd Street in particular has been seen a major transformation um, in the 17, 1800 blocks. You know, so I, there's a lot going on there that's good. And you have to give Mayor Stephen Reed, the former mayor, uh, he was. He had his issues, but he certainly <laughs> did a lot to build the city back up. What did he do that was over the top that he got in hot he, water? Uh, he's created a Wild West museum, oh, or Wild bought West a lot museum, of wild, right. a lot of expensive artifacts to create a Wild West museum. Now Harrisburg does have some connection to the Civil War because that's where Lee's army was headed. Uh, t- they wanted to capture Harrisburg, instead they wound up fighting at Gettysburg. So there's at least some connection there, but I can't think of any connection between Harrisburg and the Wild West. Hmm. The well, last time Harrisburg was the Wild West, it was in the 1750s. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny comment. All right, finally, if you're just waking up this morning, uh, some politicians in Washington, D.C. are trying to legalize pot nationwide. Senate Democrats have drafted a bill that would decriminalize marijuana at the federal level. They say the laws disproportionately target black and young people who get locked up for years just for holding a tiny amount of weed. <laughs> what? <laughs> Young people get locked up for years for holding a tiny amount of weed? I don't think so. Well, you're lucky that I they never caught you. <laughs> that's from CBS. That's, a, that's what I would call an exaggeration. Well, you know what they always say. You're home for original reporting. <laughs> right. They made it they up. They made it up. <laughs> All right. Cindy, thank you for waiting through the news headlines. You're first up in the 9 a.m. hour. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Boy, I cannot believe that rating for Harrisburg. It has, like, the third worst school district in the Commonwealth. Pretty solidly located there for decades now. Most dysfunctional school district. I mean, that blows my mind that they would suggest that people ought to flock there to live. Well, they and, did, you know, they... Mayor Reed, he, had, he obligated the school district, which was in desperate financial situation all by itself, to pay for other... Uh, development things that he was doing by manipulating how they took out bonds and things. That created some of the the financial disaster that the district found itself in. So I, I would be um, surprised that anyone would sing his praises because well, while he may have done some of those things, he did them in an in immoral, if not illegal, fashion. I think the prior but, superintendent, Sybil Knight Burnley, was generally credited with having been part of the reason why the school district failed so miserably, but they took it over, the state took it over, they brought in qualified people, they have a new superintendent. I think they're pulling themselves out of the hole, to be honest with you. Well, I think that would be miraculous, Joe. Absolutely (laughs) miraculous. Not happened for 30 years, Why? but okay, I'll let you have your hope rings eternal moment. Mark, you challenged uh, a caller the other day to talk about the people who say 
that voter ID is an issue. Well, what is it they're actually pointing to as the issue? Do you remember that? And you asked the person to. And I picked up the gauntlet, and I looked it up, and I found an uh, article by the ACLU what their complaint is. And their complaint is in, in the beginning. I didn't read the whole thing, but the, just the first complaint they came up with was that it cost too much money. And I thought, well, that's an interesting issue. How much does it cost to get a voter ID? And uh, uh, that points to getting a replacement birth certificate. Well, in the state of Texas, isn't that who you're uh, upset with, Mark, is the state of Texas? It's free. If you need an ID, a birth certificate to get an ID to vote, it is free. Otherwise, it's $20 if you need a copy of your birth certificate. What's it cost in Pennsylvania? $20. Okay, thank you. I don't think, personally, I don't think that's prohibitive, although I do think that's, it's hard to imagine, a real cost of $20. Yeah, I'm not opposed to the voter ID laws that require you to have an ID as long as that $20 is waived and there's assistance to help you. As I mentioned, there's certain individuals who need assistance, but it is 100% solvable. I'm not anti-ID, you know, with my heels in the ground saying never, 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 never. I'm just saying, okay, if you want to um, demand an ID, really make it doable. You know, make sure that the information you looked up is uh, available and that the help that you could provide, you know, the, I mean, not the help you could provide, but, the, you know, the helps that you have found are available. Now, the other thing I wanted to address was the other day you were talking about the uh, Texas uh, folks who uh, ran away rather than um, execute their responsibility and, as they asked for when they were elected. To I vote think they on were uh, sworn in to uphold. They were sworn in to uphold democracy, and they felt compelled to do it in that way. But yeah, go ahead. Well, I don't think people hired them to run away. I think people hired them to stay there and solve the problems. But what I would really have found fault with was had they been billing the taxpayers for their adventure. And I looked it up, and indeed they are not. They, the Democratic Committee is using re-election and campaign money to fund their adventure off to Washington, D.C. They are not using Texas tax dollars to do that. So for that, in all fairness, whatever you think about what they're doing, at least they're not doing it incorrectly in the sense that they are not charging their constituents but, for their... Cindy, they are receiving their per diem and their salaries when they're not available to do the work. Are, I saw that the governor had denied them yeah, their pay. They're not I, getting the per diem. I read diem. that in an article. No? I saw this morning they're getting their per diem, the $211 a day. No, the governor's well, in the process totally of blocking it. Uh, yeah. well, he's, they're not in Texas there to vote. They're not, and they shouldn't be paid. That's what they're... That's the job, you know. <laughs> this is just ridiculous. As I'm a nurse, and so I take exception, and I go off to Pittsburgh. Well, I'm not in the local hospital providing patient care. That's mm-hmm. the contract between me, the employee, <laughs> and my employer. They're not paying me to go larking around the country. That's not what they're being paid for. I don't think and their I, pay is cut off me, yet. I was in the minority when I was elected on the school board, and I keenly felt the frustration that... My perspective was so juxtapositional to, in so many issues, and that time and time again, what I thought was the right thing to do didn't happen. I completely understand, but you still go, because you asked to be elected, to not to run off to, you know, Timbuktu, 
but to stand there and do the hard things. Cindy, now, was there ever? Joe, hold on, Cindy. Was there ever a time when you felt the issue was so egregiously wrong that if you would have had some way to stymie the board's vote moving forward on an issue, you would have left the meeting or left, <laughs> left the state? Seems strong, but left the district. You know, go out, walk over to the Penn Valley Airport, Sealands Grove, out of the school district, or where? Well, I know you'd have to walk almost all the way over to here. But anyway. Well, there are procedural ways to block a vote. There you go. For example, you can call for the issue to be tabled. Did I call for things to be tabled? Yes, I did. Did I call? Did I um, make motions to act contrary to what the um, president of the school board wanted to have done? Yes, I did. Did I win once? One time, mm-hmm. I won. So I mean, anyway, okay. You know, yes. There are ways, Mark. There are ways built into the system. You know, you're not always going to get your way. <laughs> That's life. I, our mothers have and fathers have had the responsibility to explain this to us when we were in kindergarten. If you didn't get that concept, you're not always going to get your way. Before you left kindergarten, you're really in a dire street. Well, I now, am the last not a, thing, I, Joe I, made a comment I, about if you don't on. have a real ID, how can you serve on jury duty? Last summer... I was um, contacted that I was up for federal jury duty, and they're happy to inform you that you do not need a real ID <laughs> to enter the courthouse for the purposes of serving on a jury. Oh, well, that's go. good, good news for all those of us who are hoping to avoid federal jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that, because <laughs> I just want you to know that. And, you know, I ask my good citizens to, who are think government is the answer to their problems, to look at what has come up lately about how government has served us. The FBI story today, how they have failed those gymnasts, those women um, being sexually assaulted by that man, and 70, from the time they found out that it was happening, 70 more people were attacked, and they did nothing. They did nothing. And now they're just making up excuses. So that's your good government. Look at the story Spotlight Pennsylvania is running about the dysfunction in the Department of Labor, who is charging two and three times the appropriate interest rate to people who were overpaid their unemployment compensation. I mean, how is that not just criminal behavior? And instead of fixing it since 2017, they have just actively worked to cover it up. Including our beloved governor. I mean, that's just horrible that they've done that. These are people who don't have a job, and they're heaping these outrageous interest rates on them against the law. There is a law that dictates what this should be. The department ignored it and charged them 9% instead of 3%. I just think that's obscene. That's your good government. That's the people you want me to buy into, running my health care, running my life. These are the kinds of people you want me doing this. And we have no recourse then. No right. recourse. We don't elect those people. We elect pe- we elect a small part of government, and the rest of it is inflicted on us. And we ought to all think really hard about how much of that we're willing to tolerate. Yeah, right phrase. now, we need to inflict a commercial on Thank our you. audience. <laughs> Thank Sorry. you, Cindy. That's okay. No, it's all good. Oh, it's all good. We'll take 20 calls just like it. All right, yeah, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you. I don't think that the Texas Democrats are ignoring their kindergarten learned lessons. I think 
think this is the way they feel as though they have to uh, stymie progress. But as I'm sure they have <laughs> gotten used to, they lose don't you find that, a lot don't of Don't you votes. find it hypocritical that the Democrats are saying, oh, the Republicans are obstructionists, they're blocking everything we want to do in Washington. And then they, they find these Texas people who flee the state rather than do their job, they're heroes. So you have just discovered that elected leaders are, are hypocrites. Okay. Well, everybody <laughs> walk Joe through this slowly after the break. Uh, call in and tell them that it's probably not just Democrats who are hypocrites. I didn't say it was just Democrats. So we'll find out. In All this right. issue, it is. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, we're talking about uh, ID in Texas and uh, bad government and the FBI. And we're going to talk about the uh, remaining provisions of the Texas law. And uh, as uh, Cindy pointed out, the FBI making a cognitive, rational committee decision to allow sexual assaults to continue while they shored up the initial cases that No, were they were just covering their fannies. Right. Well, that's <laughs> it. I mean, it, but they knew more. The fact is, Joe, you and I sat at a table with another person. And we knew somebody was being attacked in the hallway. And so we sat in here and said, well, should we call 911? No. Uh, should we call the Olympic <laughs> Committee? Uh, should we? And we hear the sounds and the groans and the screams, and we sit here and say, we have to proceed exactly the right way. When we are 100% cognizant that the crime is occurring, even as we speak, is, uh, well, I think they should be criminally charged, but uh, that was just my reaction upon reading that uh, information today. All right, 1-800-795-9565. What's your view on all these important topics? It is the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, we're getting a little backed up here. <laughs> with emails and texts. Uh, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Voter ID, the Texas Democrats. This is kind of our theme uh, for the past couple of days. So we'll continue reading the emails and texts that have arisen uh, for those. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236. Use the keyword OTM. And, of course, you can dial us up, 1-800-795-9565. One of our texters says, if campaign funds are being used by Texas Democrats to flee the state, wouldn't that be a misuse of campaign funds? I asked myself the same question, and it seems like it would be. It doesn't have anything to do with getting reelected. No, not a thing in the world, but you know. Maybe so they have wide latitude in their rules. 
Well, that would certainly make but it more. I, I would not donate to a Pennsylvania Democrat who said, you know, I'm going to stymie an important piece of legislation because mm-hmm. I disagree with it. Or a Republican, for that matter. Well, I mean, yeah. Either way, I mean, it's not the way we do things in this country. I'm Although willing I don't to contribute to candidates anyway, but... Well, but you, you do. Would you I send do. money to a Republican who fled the state? No, I would not. <laughs> you, I agree with Cindy. We hire you to do the job. You show up and you do the job. Okay. Uh, one of our other texters says, why has the Department of Homeland Security secretary told Cubans fighting communism in Cuba not to come to the USA when the fool is leaving the border wide open? That's an interesting question. I heard that debated. You know, it's something like 70 percent of Cuban Americans vote Republican. I'm sorry, yeah, 60 or 70 percent of Cuban-Americans vote Republican. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yet the Hispanics from south of the border uh, are like 80 percent Democratic voters. And so you have the Secretary of Homeland Security telling the Cubans don't come to this country while the border is wide open in the south. So it almost does seem like their intent is to keep Republican, potentially Republican-leaning voters out of the the country while letting in potentially Democratic-leaning voters. Why don't we keep everybody illegally out and allow that would be a good some idea. in legally? That would be a good idea. But uh, Secretary Mallorca did make it clear that uh, they, shouldn't, they wouldn't be allowed here if they came in on, in boats, that okay. they would be turned back. And it, certainly if they're turned back into wow. a communist regime, they're not going to fare very well, do you think? Okay. No, I guess not. Unless they make it to Guantanamo, then what? Then you're in prison, assuming, of course, <laughs> you can uh, get on shore in any kind of a fashion. There. Right. All right. Then uh, why is the Secretary of State inviting the U.N. into this country to look into racism? The U.N. Human Rights Council is run by despots and dictators. Okay. Uh, Tucker was reporting facts on his show, and if you're afraid of facts, that's your problem. He was reporting on evidence, asking simple questions about, but we don't know because it got cut off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was asking simple questions about the election, I guess. Yeah, this new program we have, folks, it does cut you off at 160 words. It doesn't send it in on the second text. 140 140, I'm sorry. It just cuts you off. Then, uh, Joe, without discovering what was done during the election, how will it be possible to prevent the same malfeasance in the future? Well, I think we can all agree on common sense legislation that would solve some of the problems, like f- requiring photo ID for voters. You know, the fact that there were there were problems the last time, I think, has more to do with the fact that states ignored their own laws and opened things up to to accommodate folks during the pandemic, and now they want to they want to normalize that when it was just one thing done during an emergency that should now be not done. Well, that's part of it. The other factor is the big lie. If you combine the two situations, that's why we're where we're at. And honestly, I think if you have any sort of a election law that you wish to impose that you know is going to reduce the ability of anybody to vote, whether a black minority or poor or whatever it happens to be, uh, you shouldn't impose that law. You should do things to encourage participate in uh, the, uh, participation. How many years have you been in this business? Can you, uh. can you remember all of the times we've run public service announcements prior to elections? It's important. Today's your vote, count, your vote counts. Last day to register. Okay. You know, the old expression, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. I'd say you can lead a voter to registration, but you can't make <laughs> him think. You know, right. they aren't... They aren't all these people that you're so worried about, 
they they never right. voted anyway. Right. Yeah. And they, these are you're right. These are people on the margins of society anyway, so they do not count. All they right. count, but if they chose not to vote, that's on them, not on me. All right. Uh, let's see. Upper right hand corner, Joe. So Republicans are trying to eliminate the methods that no. were successful. You said upper right hand corner. Republicans that's are trying to limit. Oh, to limit the methods. What did I say? Eliminate. Eliminate. Okay. Well, Republicans are trying to limit the methods that were successful in increasing Democratic turnout. Purely partisan. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, whoever sent that. Just codifying election laws for the inconvenience of city dwellers. Okay, another one? Oh, never mind. Scratch that. Uh, There we go. It was my lack of articulation within my email yesterday that I did not imply either of you were talking ill of someone. We unfortunately have a two-party system in this country, and the constant blaming of Democrats or Republicans loses independence in the mix. Independents tend to vote for the lesser of two evils. Perhaps Dems and Reps do also. And being a two-party system, one or the other gets the blame for something. Arguing about 20 or 30 years ago has no effect on the here and now. Many, if not most, Elected representatives lose sight of whom they were sent to Congress to represent. Whether libertarian, independent, nonpartisan, Democrat, or Republican, the will of the people needs to be foremost, not the wish list of any individual representative. Around a third of registered voters in the U.S., 34 percent, identify as independents, while 33 percent identify as Democrats and 29 percent identify as Republicans. Interesting statistics. Yeah, well, that's what we call the vortex here. Once it sucks you into Washington or Harrisburg, your brain matters. It becomes eliminated, and then, unfortunately, you cannot... Uh, You can't think for yourself. You just have to kind of keep the partisan thing going. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Cindy, last caller before the quick break. You You get another minute. minute. Go right ahead. I have to speak quickly. I find it ironic, incredibly ironic, that the same party that fights so vociferously, so adamantly, that there should be no roadblock against a person having the right to vote, which is inscribed in the Constitution, that same group of people fights tooth and nail to throw every roadblock they can think of to impede a person owning a weapon. And I remind all my friends that the pen is mightier than the sword. Your vote has more power than any weapon you could pick up and yield. Thank you. All right. Thank you for that. 1-800-795-9565. Everybody has a different interpretation of what our freedoms really are. How free should we be to vote, to use a gun, to buy a gun, to uh, place our kids in schools, or to get vouchers to send them to other schools? So, yeah, we got a wide range of freedom Well, there's a lot of opinions on everything. Mm -hmm. You know the old expression about what opinions are. Uh, I'll spare you that reference. Okay. (laughs) I I don't know. Opinions are important. If it weren't for opinions, this show would just be you and I discussing the weather. 1-800-795-9565. What's your opinion about that remark? Where would we be without opinions? Where would we be without gravity? Think about that. opinionless. Where would we be without resistance? 1-800-795-9565. <laughs> All right. We've been billboarding that we're going to talk about the Texas voting law. And, and I think it's probably rather uh, typical of what voting laws are likely to be around the country. Mm-hmm. And I've heard a couple of people go on the air and say, All right, tell me where in the world in here is anything that restricts people's ability to vote. Now, we discussed the other day, they do have a ban on drive through voting, which is something that was 
uh, created last year during right, the you pandemic. Right, use a tablet. They hand you a tablet and you right. vote in your vehicle and they but hand it But now they're, they're saying, all right, you're, if you're going to vote, you have to come in the building. The new regulations for early voting hours include a van on 24-hour voting but increase the hours of voting. Uh, the house early voting. Of early voting, right. That, You know, so there's... Like that, to me, that's kind of neutral. I think it's like 6 to 7 p.m. or something no, on the days of early voting. 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Okay, good. Super. Uh, well, the Senate bill would cut it off at 9, but the House bill would cut it off at 10. Uh, a ban on the distribution of mail-in ballot applications. What they're saying there is they cannot send out, neither political party can send out unsolicited applications for a, uh, a paper ballot. ballot. Uh, well, a paper ballot, mail-in ballot. Uh, mail-in ballot, which both political parties did in the previous election. Right. So they're not saying you can't have them. They're just saying they're not going to allow you to send out unsolicited applications for them. If you want one, I guess all you do is you call the I number. Can get one. Well, you know, I'm, I know you're going to say, well, what about the people who don't have telephones? But you just call <laughs> I'm the not number. Saying that at all? <laughs> Come on now. You call the number, and somebody will send you the ballot. Now, new ID requirements for voting by mail. This we didn't get to touch in completely. Both the House and Senate bills in Texas are proposing to alter the rules used to verify applications to vote by mail and return ballots. The bills would set new ID requirements so voters must provide their driver's license number or if they don't have one, the last four digits of their social security number on applications for those ballots. For the votes to be counted, voters will be required to include matching information on the envelopes used to return their ballots. Those requirements were added to the final version of the bill. Now, if you have a social security number, or you have a driver's license number, that's all you'd have to do to enter mm-hmm. to show that you are the person who's requesting that ballot. And everybody who's a citizen can get a Social Security card, correct? I mean, even if you... You get them at birth. My grandchildren right, right, right. have okay. them. <laughs> and neither one of them has ever lifted a finger to work yet. What, what's wrong with that? Well, the two-and-a-half-year-old probably couldn't do much useful. But well, <laughs> I, I know. I just don't think you found the right job yet. But uh, what did you need to get that when he was born? You just apply. Oh, you just apply. Okay, so you don't need anything for an infant. Okay. Well, my I know my 12-year-old grandson has had one. uh, Well, he's going to be 13 in another couple months. But um, he's had one since he was born. Right. I've had since once I was eight. You know, so you're saying if you're here in this country, what, what percentage? I think it would be very low of people who don't have a Social Security card. If they never worked and never intended to work. No, I wouldn't say that, but uh, it isn't so much how many people don't have it. The question is how difficult is it to get it? Well, it's not difficult to get a Social Security card. Although I suspect if you walk in at age 45 and ask for one, they might have some questions for you. How many people in the United States do not have a Social Security card? I think you'll get, I looked, researched that, and I think you'll get an answer about how many receive Social Security benefits. All right, now. CBS News. For 20 million Americans, one social security number is not enough. Oh. See, that's not an answer to your question. Yeah, there is also, no answer to that well, question. Well, you messed it up. I messed it up. You did, because you kept talking. About 4% of the aged population never Don't receive the benefits. Oh, that's I what you. I found. You right. found it, too. Okay. But that doesn't mean they don't have a social security card. So that number is not available. At least they, hmm. don't, they aren't releasing No, yeah, it's not readily available. Okay. I, I did look that up. Okay. Okay, there is a correction process 
process for mail-in ballots. In what appears to be a concession to Democrats, both the House and Senate bills include language to create a new correction process for mail-in ballots that are ordinarily rejected because of a missing signature or an endorsement a local review board determines does not belong to the voter who returned the ballot. The language pushed by the Democrats was included in a negotiated version of the voting legislation that left the House during the regular session but was ultimately left off the final version of the bill. So, you know, that doesn't mean it can't be added back in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it was done. They said that de- the Republicans weren't cooperating. Well, I don't know, Joe. Do you want to do you want the remedy? You know, a lot of people don't want you to be able to fix a ballot that doesn't have everything. You know, you and I, if you you don't do mail-in, but I do, and I have to do it 100% right. You know, the signatures have to match, and then you have to put it in the right cover envelope and all these sorts of things. Do we want people that do not do it properly to have their ballot counted? I know, in, like in Philadelphia, we had this issue in Pennsylvania where they did remedy them. They summoned the people who said, you know, they sent Mark a note and said, Mark, your ballot didn't have the signature on the inside, so you have to remedy this, come and fix it, or whatever. And some counties didn't do that. So that was a dilemma, and Republicans Pennsylvania want to fix that. They want to make remedies universal across the well, you, state. you've never run for public office, but let's say you did. I mean, there are requirements that you have to get a certain number of signatures to get on the ballot for whatever the office is you're running for. Mm-hmm. Municipal mm-hmm. elections require 10, but they give you a, a, a sheet that lives, gives you 15 spaces for signatures so that you can have some extra in case somebody signs your your petition incorrectly. But, I mean, there are all sorts. They have to be notarized. You have to fill out in great detail every form. You have to pay. The right? office, no, there's no charge. Okay. Um, well, not for not for municipal offices, but I'm sure higher up there is a charge. But, you know, there are all sorts of hoops you have to jump through in filling out this form. It has to be notarized. You have to go to Middleburg. Yes, you have to go to Middleburg to file it. It has to be notarized. You know, so there are all these requirements. We're, we're saying it's, oh, these are onerous things that we're going to put in place for somebody not to vote. But look at what you have to do to be able to (laughs) (laughs) represent a political party on a ballot for an office. Well, that's that's different. Why? (laughs) Um, Explain to me how that's different. You want your elected leaders to go through the proper process. Well, I guess you could say that, you know, why do you need, you know, are there not states in Pennsylvania where you don't, I'm sorry, are there not states in the U.S. where you do not need to do all of that? I don't know. To get on a ballot where all you have to do is sign up and then your name goes on. I would suspect you know, without petitions. Otherwise, and all that if, it, stuff. if it were absolutely easy, I suspect there might be tons of people who would, you know, frivolously sign up to uh, to be on a ballot. There are requirements, and you have to match those requirements. But what I'm saying is, compared to these restrictions. That's onerous. The things that you have to go through to actually run for office, <laughs> compared to the things that you have to do just to get a, a a ballot. It would be hard for somebody to do all of that. The other thing that the Texas bill does, uh, SB one strays from the House's legislation by setting up monthly reviews of the state's voter rolls to identify non-citizens, harkening back to the state's botched 2019 voter roll review. The bill would require the Texas Secretary of State's office to compare the massive statewide voter registration list with data from the Department of Public Safety to pinpoint individuals who told the department they were not citizens when they obtained or renewed their driver's license or ID card. That sort of review landed the state in federal court over concerns it targeted naturalized citizens who were classified as possible non-U.S. citizens and set up to receive notices from their local voter registrar demanding they prove their citizenship to keep their registration safe. 
So in effect, it's requiring people to actually prove that they are citizens. Uh, they if there is some question about whether or not they are citizens. In other words, if there is a trigger over here that would indicate so that they is, might um, not be, then they have to justify I don't know what the Democrats argue about that particular one, if anything, with that one. Maybe because the Department of State secretary is a political appointee. Or, well, you know, so state, maybe, maybe that's the dilemma with that one. The state election officials ultimately ended that effort as part of an agreement to settle mm. three legal challenges and agreed to rework their methodology to only flag voters who provide the Department of Public Safety with documentation showing they were not citizens after they were registered to vote. But they do not appear to have ever taken up the effort after that debacle. Do we know how many people in the U.S. illegally vote? Well, I don't, th I don't think we can figure that out. I mean, if we can't figure out how many don't have Social Security cards, how are we going to figure out how many vote well, illegally? I think that number can be That's found. what the president's trying. President Trump was trying to prove, how many voted illegally. We know how many people we have in the U.S., and we know how, how many Social Security cards are out there, so just do the math. You and I can't find it, but I'm sure it can be found. Then the last thing is enhancing poll watcher protections. Both bills include language to strengthen the autonomy of partisan poll watchers at polling places by granting them free movement within a polling place, except for being present at a voting station when a voter is filling out their ballot. Both chambers also want to make it a criminal offense to obstruct their view or distance the watcher, uh, distance from the watcher in a manner that would make observation not reasonably effective. And you know where that came from, Philadelphia. All right, well, that's a reasonable thing. Uh, certainly it, it is. should help both parties. So, I mean, we've talked about this. That's the bill. What's unreasonable about it? All right, 1-800-795-9565. What, what is suppressing voters? 1-800-795-9565, so much so that the Democrats <laughs> flew to Washington, D.C. on their own dime uh, to get out of town to stop the vote uh, from proceeding. What's your opinion about this? We'll wrap up the show with those kinds of opinions. We have some more emails and uh, texts to read on that topic. 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark, 1-800-795-9565. We probably won't have time for more calls because we got callers lined up. Bob, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Well, good morning. I, I, I want to address the uh, issue that you have about not being able to afford an ID in Texas. I, I wonder why somebody that illegally crosses the border with no money, no any cards or anything, 
can have an ID in like two days. Yeah, we were talking about that. How many people is that? I mean, you know, in rough numbers. What are people talking about, the number of illegal immigrants who vote illegally in Texas? I don't know what the number is in Texas. I know what it was in California in the 2016 election. It was like 3 million. Whoa. Illegal voters. Yes. That's a big number. That is a big number. And what's your source for that, if I may ask, because I hadn't heard that number before. Well, I haven't looked it up in, in a number number of months, but it's it's available. And the, uh, and the next thing, uh, I know this is not your strong suit logic, but uh, which one of us? Say, <laughs> Both of us. Which one of us? The, the smirker. That's you, Joe. Okay. Um. So if. By your own definition, that uh, the the voter ID laws are put in place to stop fraudulent voting, is that correct? That's my understanding. Well, that oh, yeah, that's the stated that's reason. The stated reason, right? So, so in and your statement that if them voting, if them laws are enacted, then the Democratic votes will decline. So, in effect, you're saying that. The Democrat votes are relying on fraudulent votes. That's a logical. No, I think that, that's just the. No, sir. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know much about logic, but I know that's actually precisely the opposite of logical. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, logical and liberal don't go together. So, so we know that. Oh, then that, you're the smirker. Oh, <laughs> I thought Joe was a smirker. Sorry. Who's the smirker, me or Joe? No, you're the smirker. I got you. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you got us on that one. All right, Bob, hurry up. we got one more call, but please go right ahead. you got another minute. Go, go ahead. ahead. That's all I'm going to go with today. Well, you made right. a good point, Bob. Thanks for yeah, calling. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate that. Al, you will be the last caller of the day. Thank you, and good morning, smirker, and good morning, rhino. <laughs> Yeah, Joe. Okay, so call me that. Right. Well, if you're not going to support the big lie, Joe. That's no surprise. Right. Uh, uh, According to me, they're not doing their job, the Texas people that ran the Washington, D.C., and I don't care who's paying for it. If they're getting $211 a day, that's wrong. I mean, that's just the truth. But their job, uh, the government's job is to establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide a common defense, and promote the general welfare of its citizens. And there is a sixth arm, that's five of the arms, and the sixth arm is, there is actually uh, written into the Constitution an assertion that outlined they, they will secure our blessing of liberty for our citizens now and for future generations. That's the beginning and the end of a real politician's job. It never had anything to do with school, school never had anything to do with health care. They're just way too big for their britches, and that's where we're running in all the problems because they want to worry about everything else except what's important is keeping the last I think the sixth one is says it all and that's not what we're doing we're not preserving the uh, 
to establish a more perfect government at this point when nobody can get along. It's a more perfect union, Al, not a more perfect government. It's a more perfect union, not a more perfect government. Yeah, well, they both, yeah, union. Thank you. You're welcome. You're calling me a rhino. I'm going to call you an RCAD, a Republican (laughs) Kool-Aid drinker. I'm a patriot Trump Patriot chugger. A big lie believer. (laughs) I'd rather chug it than sip at it. All right. Well, swallow it all down, brother. Because you got to be cold or hot. That's what I was taught. Okay. All right. Anything Anything else? else? No. No, We're asking you. No, good job. We appreciate (laughs) it. You called us, Al. I'll see you at River Festival. That's right. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Thank you. Take care, Al. Talk about that. All right. uh, I got to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company because if I do not, uh, they will not buy me a new Mustang. uh, But uh, actually, I don't want a new Mustang. But I uh, sure did enjoy driving theirs. 2021 Mustang, 100% electric, 266 horsepower, 317 foot pounds of torque. What does that mean? That means zero to 60 in about five seconds, a little bit less than five seconds. They got one of them that goes zero to 60 in 3.5 seconds. That's got a bigger battery in it. Uh, Eight year. 100,000 mile warranty on the battery. Now it goes uh, how many miles to a charge? 270 miles on a single charge. So you can go to Rehoboth and halfway back on a single charge. And uh, But of course you could always charge while you're in Rehoboth and you can make it all the way back with a stop in Annapolis along the way. It's the Mustang Mach-E 2021 premium all-wheel drive, five passenger. It is considered an SUV as a single speed transmission. The one I drove was called Infinite Blue which is that uh, really like metallic light blue with the metal flake in it. <laughs> it's just a gorgeous vehicle. Plus, it's got the little laptop uh, right on the front of the vehicle for you. when you are in it. You can use it to drive, and it is just a super A vehicle. metal flake in the paint and a flake behind the wheel. <laughs> that was <laughs> right. I gave it back, though, when I was done. Yeah, this was a mannequin that they allow people to drive. They put a little seat cover on there for you, and you can drive it around and see how nice it is. And it gets 90 miles to the gallon. And, Joe, you'll be happy to know the top speed's over 100 miles an hour, so <laughs> you'll be able to sail down them highways. Nah, I want the gas propelling me, though. Oh, you want to you want to ruin the environment? Okay, well, there's your opportunity. Well, actually, you can, can use this. Can I get this. a 12-cylinder model? Yes, you could. <laughs> and you could also buy your gasoline in, in, from a coal-fired plant so that you would... Oh, would have, I like that idea. Right, that would have some potential environmental questions. I, we so. need to get coal active again. Oh, do we? Okay. We do. Well, we get it from Washingtonville. They go plug in right there at their plant. They have allow people to do that. I saw a funny cartoon the other day it showed a, an electrical charging station powered by a coal-fired power plant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotorcompany.com. Uh, uh, they definitely endorse preserving the environment, even if Joe doesn't. Uh, tomorrow we'll talk about an F-150. That, no, we'll talk about an F-250. It's got a V-8 in it. Are you happy now? I won't be here, but I'll be listening. Oh, that's right. <laughs> ben will be in tomorrow. We'll talk about the V-8 with him. Thank you, everybody, for checking in. we got one more day of programs. Open phones tomorrow. This is WKOK Sunbury.